Hey, what's good, everybody? It's your girl, Ari, and welcome to Ari's World. It's my podcast show talking about anything from being a millennial to being a mom. So stay tuned and hopefully you enjoy the show. Now, I was reading some articles and one stuck out to me the most. It said, well, it gave some statistics about us millennials. And it said, the first one was, we've taken on 300% more student debt than our parents. Also, it said, one in five of us are living in poverty. And I can honestly believe that because of growing up in Detroit and the surrounding suburbs, you can can believe that 100%. But last and most certainly not least... We won't be able to retire until we're 75 years old. Like, can we have a moment of silence for all the millennials that are going to die before they can retire? Because that's just just ridiculous. So I was thinking, you know what? Let me do some research and see how do other people feel about it, you know? So I talked to my mom which is my resident baby boomer. And she instantly got on a defense about what baby boomers didn't do this and Generation X and da 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 And I'm thinking, no, Generation X actually didn't even get a chance to grab the ball. You guys just instantly threw it to us. They got lost somewhere in the wayabouts. So... I then talked to my coworker, who is a year older than my mom, so another baby boomer. And she was telling me how it's all about choices. And she has two daughters that are millennials and they're well off. So it's all about choices that you make. Now, I find it very hard or difficult to deal with because my mom didn't even ever get the chance to work in the field that she got her degree in. She got her degree in social work and she ended up retiring from a auto factory. And being a single mom having to take care of a one, you know, having to take care of a kid, it's like you do what you have to do, but you went into all that debt for nothing. You know what I mean? Then my coworker I found that odd, too, because I was thinking, okay, well, I'm a millennial. I work with a lot of millennials. Um, The supervisors, they're pretty much Generation X age range. But it's all about choices when you're working at a job with mostly everybody younger than you. It seems like more hypocrisy from the older generations on how things are becoming for us. You know, it's not all about choices. I mean, yeah, it's choices we make, but it's also about the hand that we're given. Not everybody is given the same hand. Not everybody is given the same chance or they have the same opportunities. I mean, for me, in the instance, I know people that make way less than way less than I do and they actually have a, a more than high school diploma. 
but it's all about time and opportunity. So, I blame the baby boomers for the simple fact when they were growing up, there was three social economical classes. There was upper class, middle class, lower class. Um, now, there's only upper class, working poor, and Lord help us all. So, when they sit there and say and try to blame us millennials for being entitled, and that's why we aren't leaving home, and that's why uh, we are having children and getting married and buying houses, it's because we can't. They forced education onto us and saying that education is the only way you can get a better life for yourself. But they didn't tell us about the fact of the debt you'll get into trying to get the education. Because I honestly believe that it's not even worth the debt. Like a degree isn't worth the debt that you put yourself into. And then you have the whole area of our parents aren't even retired yet. So they're still working in the jobs that we actually graduated college to go get and then they're still saturating that field so then we're stuck you know working the jobs that we were working in high school or college at retail stores or grocery stores or mcdonald's or wherever else hoping wishing praying that we would get at least 11.50 an hour if that so 11.50 an hour at part-time that's disguised as full-time like, how can we make a living off of that? How can we survive off of that? The price of milk has went up. I mean, bottled water, a case of bottled water is $3. $3 for a 24-pack. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't really drink bottled water. I like tap water because it tastes it tastes better to me. But the fact that we have to pay so much for bottles of water that come out of the faucet for free. I just, everything is a business. Everything is a business and everything, they have to make money on everything and they have to tax it. And I don't get it. I don't get why they blame us for something that they did generations and generations and generations ago. So, not only am I a marvelous millennial, I am also a mother of a very vivacious and quirky eight-year-old boy. And although I love every bit, ounce, anything of him, about him, any of that, this ain't no damn love letter. This is a venting session. So, I'm not sure if it's just my son or if it's all boys. But when do males stop being gross? Because it's definitely not eight years old. I mean, every single day I have to sit there and go through the struggle of shower time and teeth brushing. And I'm like, dude. 
you do this shit all the fucking time. Like, why are you crying about it? Like, it's torturous or something. I wake up. I wake him up before school. I tell him, get up. You gotta take a shower. I don't want to take a shower. I'm like, okay. And he sits there and cries. I'm like, get the washcloth. I don't want to get the washcloth. I'm like, okay, get the towel. He's crying about that. I'm telling him to go to the bathroom. And he sits on his bed and refuses to get up. So then I pick him up and walk him to the bathroom. Then he cries about that. He sits there and cries. Then he cuts on the water, lets the water run. And I'm like, Kit, you don't pay no water bill in this house. I do. So I'm going to need you to get in the tub and wash yourself. So then he gets in the tub. He sits there. He takes a shower. He sings in the shower. So I'm like, why do you act so traumatized or that it's like child abuse for you to wash your ass? Like, I'm not understanding that part. Then when he gets out of the tub, I'm like, don't forget to brush your teeth. I don't want to brush my teeth. Oh, um, okay. Well, then you want them to fall out your head at the age of eight because pretty sure ain't nobody going to like you. They ain't going to want you smiling up in their face looking like you an infant. Or 70 years old. So, he he sits there and I have to check on him. I really have to check on him to make sure that he's brushing his teeth and not just running a faucet and spinning into the water. Like, spinning into the sink because my kid is smart and he's also very clever and extremely sneaky. So, I'm like, nah, son. Like, I'm going to pay attention to that. Like, I don't know if it's just mine or do all boys do this, but this is annoying. Like, this is annoying, y'all. Like, it drives me crazy. But enough about that. Vending session over. Um, I'd like to talk about a part that I like to call the corner. Now, the corner is where I talk about whatever I want to talk about on my mind. And today, what is on my mind is if your mans is whack, tell your mans he's whack. Tell him he's whack. Call it a dub and get, get, get on with your life. If he's your friend, then he will respect you. And if he don't, then oh well. You'll need to be hanging around his corny ass anyway. I'm tired of these dudes thinking that they can rap and they sound like trash. I'm really, really tired of these dudes thinking they can make beats and they can be a producer. And they up there sounding like Soldier Boy Crank That Ass. Like, seriously, what what are you doing? Like, anybody told you that you suck. So you're sitting up there trying to sell these beats to these hood-ass rappers. And they thinking, well, yeah, that shit hot. I could get on it. But you can't even... Oh my god, especially Detroit rappers. Half the time they can't even catch the beat. I'm just like, do like you do realize it's like the two and four. Two and four. Like I you all way like it's seven and fifteen. Like this don't even make no sense. Honestly, if I go on a date with a dude and I ask him, Oh, what do you do? He's like if he says, Oh yeah, I'm a rapper I instantly get my record instantly scratches like skirt. Okay, mm, no, especially not like at almost thirty. That's that's a no go for me. You feel me? 
Or if he was like, oh, yeah, I'm just trying to be a producer. Okay, okay, my nigga. Like, not everybody can do that. Honestly, not everybody everybody can't do that. But, you know, I give him a chance. I'd be like, oh, did you go to school for um, music production? No, no, I just got the software on my computer. Oh, okay. All right. I see where this is going. Well, thank you. I had a good time. Like, seriously, no, like, do something with your life. Like, you, if you suck, you suck. If you ain't got shit to talk about other than selling drugs and getting bitches and buying clothes, like, your life is meaningless. How about, how can, can we hear about a rapper Going to a museum and looking at some impressionist art. Can can we look at? Can we talk about that? Can we talk about a rapper going to a cooking class and he made the very best dish he's ever tasted in his life? Like, can we have some culture with our culture? Like, seriously, like if your man's is whack, tell your man's he's whack. You feel me? So enough with that, you know, negativity. I'd like to end today's episode with a quote of the day. So the quote that I read was, hold on, let me get it. I write it down because I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm, I need to read this to these people because they need to hear it. Because it just touched my soul. It just touched my soul. I'm just like, guys. So anyway, um... It said, when you reach the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. When you reach the end of your rope, tie a knot in it and hang on. And that was spoken by none other than one of the best presidents we've ever had, FDR. Franklin Donald Roosevelt. Um, I can't say his middle name. Like, I say it too fast, but I don't want y'all to make fun of me because I talk funny. But you know what I'm saying. Like, if it wasn't for him, we could have possibly had Obama in office a third time. But, you know, people, he was the people's president. Both of them, actually, Obama, FDR. And, you know, we had to limit it to two times, okay? So... I'm no history teacher by any means, but it's inspirational. When you feel like you can't go on, you feel like you're at your end, you know what? You hold on, you plant your feet firmly on the ground, and you let that shit know you ain't going nowhere. 